You are listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, where it's all about responding with confidence to the legal, financial, and personal challenges created by disability, unexpected illness, or simply aging in general. Join us weekly as elder law attorneys Tim Takis, Barbara McGinnis, Chris Johnson, and other members of the Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law Team talk about the tools, techniques, strategies, and services that will make the elder care journey easier for everyone involved. Get ready, because aging starts now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode number 95 of Aging Starts Now. I'm Barbara McGinnis, Certified Elder Law Attorney and Partner at Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law. Joining me today is fellow partner and Certified Elder Law Attorney, Tim Takis. Today, we're going to talk about joint representation and what does that mean? Tim, I think it would be so meaningful if we talked a little bit about what kind of duties, legal duties, an attorney has to a client and why that's really important to identify who the client is in representation. Well, Barb, there's, I think, actually four legal duties that I can just think of offhand, um, but I don't know that necessarily offhand. One of them is confidentiality. You know, an attorney has a duty to keep the confidences and secrets that has been, that has been imparted to the lawyer you know, in, in the representation by the client, you know, they, to keep those confidential. Uh, there's also a duty of loyalty to the client, which essentially means that, um, you know, among all the other players or potential players or whatnot that are out there in regard to the, you know, in the, in the scope of the representation, that the attorney has a duty to keep the interest of his or her client foremost that's a duty of loyalty. Uh, and a third duty is the duty of, I'll call diligence, which essentially means that the attorney has a duty to uh, basically not dilly-dally on doing the legal work. Yeah, be timely in, in, our, exactly. mm-hmm. in, in our actions. Right. And then the fourth duty is a duty of, called, of competency. Competency meaning is that the lawyer has... Um, uh, basically um, knows what he or she is doing. You know, so, you know, we don't, you know, if you're a bankruptcy attorney uh, and you're, you know, and a client comes to you seeking, uh, you know, say advice about domestic relations, maybe the, maybe that's not a good fit. You know, so sometimes the lawyer has, you know, the, the lawyer would best be best serving the individual by say, referring them to somebody else who, who is competent in the area of domestic relations, you know, that sort of thing. So, all good points. Confidentiality, we, we hold their, their secrets, their information um, confidential, confidentially. We don't share that information. And that means we don't even share it with family members, their family members, without their permission. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So our client has to give us permission to talk to uh, other people about their situation and loyalty. We're working really towards the goal, the betterment uh, of the client. Yeah. So I think those are, imp- it's just really important to, to bear that distinction because 
when families sometimes come to see us about elder care issues, it, it often is the family that walks in, mom, dad, kids. Um, we're not representing the family. We're representing most often the elders, mom and dad, or grandma and granddad. Yeah, and I'm, somehow in the back of my mind, I think we've probably done a podcast about this before, where essentially a lot of our duty is to sort out, okay, who are we representing? And who? And sometimes it's equally, if not more important, is, is that we make sure that we identify who we are not res- representing and communicating that to the persons who may think that they are, that we are actually their lawyer. Agreed. And I know that when I review that, that agreement for services with um, the client or their legal agent that's signing on their behalf, I always say who the client is. Um, I, I tend to not make um, a big ordeal about, well, what that means necessarily, like all about the confidences and et cetera. But there is a time when we would represent more than one person at a time, and that's called joint representation. And that's usually when we're hiring, uh, when a couple is hiring us to do estate plan work uh, for them. Right. Yeah. And that's typically, that's probably the most, I can't think of, you know, maybe there's a handful of cases that we've had in the past where, you know, we have a joint representation, you know, of someone other than, uh, you know, uh, spouses, you know, but that's probably by, by far the large majority of it, the cases exactly. that we've had. Mm-hmm. And so by the definition of the duties that we just talked about with joint representation, we represent both of those people. So we do not keep confidences from one another would be one one thing right. that that means, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Wife can't come in and say, oh, we want to do this estate plan together, but oh, by the way, I'm planning on divorcing my husband. Don't tell him. Right. Can't mm-hmm. do that. Right. Um, or, or unfortunately, if, you know, and I can't think of a case where that has happened, you know, but if, if that slips out and we have a written engagement agreement, you know, then it's like, okay, so we have to tell your husband. Yeah. You know, exactly. or I guess we could, you know, maybe either, and that might be a case where if that sort of, if we are told not to tell my husband, you know, we may have a duty to, um, to withdraw. So we could say, we can't represent either one of you at this point. Exactly. So, th- so those could be the examples of conflict. Sometimes there's conflict right. of interest. Exactly. Uh, sometimes conflicts can be what we call waived, meaning, um, that the parties have been acknowledged the potential conflicts and they agree to continue on with representation. But I think we've just talked about some examples too, of when we would have to cut ties Mm -hmm. exactly, uh, Mm -hmm. and that some conflicts can't be waived. Right. Well, you know, and I think a lot of it has to do with ultimately what are the client's goals? I mean, married couples come in and they have a common, typically a common goal that, okay, we've been married for five months or 50 years or whatever it is, and we want to make a, an estate plan together. Uh, and then, you know, and maybe in some cases there are blended families, uh, you know, and as long as the, as long as the spouses are clear as to what each of their goals are, 
you know, that I'm going to leave everything to my children and I, you know, and the other spouse says, I'm going to leave everything to my children. Uh, but then our job then is to say, well, you're married and you can't disinherit your spouse. Well, yes, we can, you know, if the spouse agrees to be, you know, to, to, to be disinherited, that sort of thing, you know, so, you know, it, in, in some ways, you know, you you know, you start thinking about it as, as, as a little bit of a sticky wicket, so to speak. You know, but there are, you know, I, I can see under some of these circumstances, you know, yes, there maybe are conflicts, uh, but they can be waived. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, because either there are uh, potential conflicts, perhaps, but, you know, and I think maybe but not, the, actual. But not yeah. actual conflicts. And when they become actual conflicts, that's typically when, you know, the lawyer has to w- just withdraw. And usually in those cases, the lawyer g- gets out. The lawyer can't say, well, I'm going to get out. Uh, I'm not going to represent you, but I'm going to represent this other spouse. Uh, typically, it's, a, it's, a, it's an all or nothing type of thing. Right. Like, say, hey, you right. got to go. Go. You got. You both got to go find your own lawyers. I'm out of here. Right. All right. Anything more to say about that, Tim? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so either. I know I, it's a I, short episode. It really is, and I know that, that you know there are folks out there that you know maybe they may be in that situation. They're listening to us. Most of the time, uh, what you want to make sure just as a sort of, a, I guess, a prophylactic me- measure or whatever is, is that if you're a married couple and you are maybe, maybe, maybe you're already being represented by another attorney, not us, of course, uh, is what it, what is your engagement agreement say? You know, does it have, does it have things in there? Are there, is there language about, you know, ab- about a joint representation. Uh, I, sur- I, I think we, we've always taken the position here at Tegas McGinnis you know, that that is something that needs to be in a written, a written agreement that we have with our clients. If you don't have, if, if you're out there and you're listening to us, you know, and you're going, gee, I wonder if I have one of those and, you know, my, my spouse is, you know, in our, our uh, you know, Pull it out, look at it, make sure that it has the appropriate language. If it doesn't, that might be worth a visit to your attorney, you know, to have a conversation or a discussion about that. I mean, lawyers should know better because that's how a lot of times how lawyers get in trouble, you know, because things are not in writing and it's not clarified, you know, with, you know, between the lawyer and the lawyer's clients, you know, the, the sort of what if, what if this happens, what if this happens, um, and then, and that's just not good business. Agreed. All right. So I think that's it for today's episode. So thank you all for listening. Take us McGinnis is a life care planning law firm, helping families respond to the legal and financial challenges caused by chronic illness or disability of an elderly loved one. Join us next week for another episode of aging starts now. Thank you for listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast. For more information about today's show, visit tn-elderlaw.com, click on the free resources tab, and then click on Aging Starts Now. You'll find the show notes there. And while you're at it, why not check out all the free resources available at tn-elderlaw.com? 
document downloads, the Take Us McGinnis blog, educational videos, informative articles, helpful links, a TV show, and more. It's all there, free for the taking. If you enjoy listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, please subscribe, rate the show, or leave us a review. It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback on the show. Aging starts now. We'll be back next week with more candid discussions about challenges created by aging, disability, and unexpected illness.